Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, this is Rob Moore here with a live feed audio and video podcast on the eight stages of selling. So I know a lot of people have a lot of hang-ups about selling. They don't like it. It's pushy. They don't want to be perceived as pushy. It's yucky. They find it hard. And then on the other side, there are some people who are quite good at selling, but maybe they're a bit pushy. They're a bit gung-ho. Maybe there's some attrition. People accuse them of being a bit pushy. And my guess is you'd like the sustainable balance where you could follow a formula and a system for sales and selling and winning business elegantly with less effort and more sustained results and referrals. And, um, you know, you'd like to be able to sell more, but you don't want to damage your brand or your reputation. My guess is you've probably thought about how hard should you push to sell? How often should you chase up? You know, when should you wait? Or when should you go for the money and ask for the order? Now, here's the reality. I want to kind of be very upfront and direct about this. Nothing moves until someone sells something. Everyone is selling. You're selling or not selling. You're good at selling. You're better at selling than you think. You're good at selling something you really believe in. You know, you have really created a great pitch, a compelling offer where, you know, when you've spoken passionately about something, you just didn't know you were selling and you just didn't have a system for it. So what I've done is I've created a model here, which I've got in front of me in an eight stages of selling for sustained sales success, which I feel balance nicely how pushy and how sort of relaxed you should be, and maybe the the optimum amount of conversions that you could get and still get referrals. All right, so I'll list them out for you. Stage one is kind of the greet, the introduce. Stage two is the building of rapport. Stage three is identifying the need. Stage four is confirming the need. Stage five is offering the value, the value proposition. Stage six is the close, the exchange of money. Stage seven is the producing of the actual service, the delivery of the service. And then I'll share stage eight with you at the end of this video audio podcast. So I'm going to get into those. First off, say hi, and please do message me in the, in the box below so I know that you're here. I can, we can meet each other, even if it's only electronically. If you're listening in, please do move over at some stage to the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community or my Facebook page, Rob Moore Progressive, or Twitter, Rob Progressive, because, hey, you know, I want this to be a dialogue, not just a monologue of me lecturing you. So please do say hi. Now let's get cracking with the information you're here to listen to. So the, the eight stages of selling for success, <laughs> for sex, yes, for sustained selling, success. Rob, slow down. There's no need to rush. All right, so the greeting or the introduction. Now that's really important. You know, you've heard it loads of times, that those first few seconds were making instant judgments about you. You're making them about me. So, you know, how we shake someone's hand and look into their eyes, that warmth, you know, that message that we're sending out in those first few seconds is really important. So make sure you have good eye contact. Make sure you have a, a fair, firm handshake that's not one of these or <laughs> one of these. Smile, ask a question quickly to get someone in a comfortable state of talking about themselves rather than imposing yourself upon someone. If you're doing any videos, you know, the first few videos, 
who you are. Hi, how can I help? Uh, a bit of feedback for myself is I need to smile more because, you know, I can be quite intense and fast with my delivery. So that introduction is important. Then we move on to stage two, which is building and establishing rapport. So they are what bonds, common interests can we find? Questions quickly to get people comfortable because we're most comfortable talking about ourselves. You know, what things do the salesperson and the refer the referral let me just have a little word of myself here what am i trying to say what thing yeah. in commonalities basically i said that already so i could just move on common interest shared ground i'm comfortable you're comfortable we're comfortable with each other we um we feel like we've known each other longer than we have you ask enough questions to get people sharing interests so you can start to information gather all right Then step three is identifying the needs. So what's the problem? What service is required? What do we need to solve? What do we need to make faster, easier, quicker, better, more sustained? What do we need to take off someone completely in terms of a proper pain or baggage that they may have? So what is the need? How how do you discover that in the shortest possible amount of time? Now, of course, if you interrogate or if you go in too hard for that, then you can push people away. But you know, asking questions like, how can I help you? Are there any difficulties in your enterprise you're facing that you know, maybe someone like me could take off you? Asking good questions, finding out that need, and finding out the real need, because often people won't share with you immediately what that real need is. So you might have to do what's called time bridging, which is not go for establishing the need in the first five minutes of the meeting. You know, what's your problem? No, that's not the problem. What is the problem? No, that's not the problem. What is the problem? Yes, that's the problem. Buy my stuff. You know, you, you don't want to be too aggressive with it. So time bridging means breaking up the time into smaller chunks that you have with someone. So maybe in your marketing, you've got three or four videos over a period of a few days, rather than a 20 or 30 minute video. This is why we do the caffeine casts on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. This is why I do two a week instead of one a week to sort of, to break up the delivery of content, to layer the delivery of content. And you want to layer your questions. You want to layer how dig you deep to get to the real issue, the real challenge, the real problem, which also your prospect, your potential customer, your fan, community member, they're not in after two minutes of a good handshake and a, a look in the eye and a warm smile and some good questions. They're not going to go, oh yeah, I've had problems for the last 30 years of my life. They happened to me when I was a child. I've never told anyone. I'm really embarrassed about them, but here they are for you. So you can uh, sell to me. You know, they're not necessarily going to reveal that to you it might take three meetings if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap but you just don't know how to do it then building an airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the uk there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started.
seven meetings. It might take 11 emails, you know, it might take shorter, but more volume of spread out communication. So you've got to think about the optimum amount of time for you to really establish the need. Then what you need to do, step four, is you need to confirm that need. I.e. you need to make sure that that need, that pain, what needs to be solved is correct. You've got it right. You haven't missed it. That needs to be restated by them and confirmed by you. Not in a kind of like very 1980s way of selling, but in a way such that they're sure what the need is. You're sure what the need is. You've confirmed what the need is. You've got something to call back at any time in the next Uh, four steps of the process and if you get it wrong you can go back to that and re-establish what that need is so the confirmation of the need then step five is the value proposition or the offering of the value now you could have the consultative selling or the value-based selling approach which is not just to ask for people's money to buy your services but to contribute and to give value and then the, the value proposition is both what your product service solution is going to be how it gives value you know outcomes results and benefits more than features for your prospect or your customer but it might be that you have a delivery of value until you get to the sale you know in the form of blogs videos some kind of contribution some ways you can help up front for free a few little problems you can solve you know if you're an IT consultant you might be able to do a quick log me in and so- quickly solve a few of their issues as a way to demonstrate value because it, that you use law of reciprocity then demonstrate some value solve a small problem you might win the big order and get the big problem and you might log me in and sort out a few of their sort of email syncing issues and you might get their whole IT business and deal with all their servers and growing of their servers and their whole mainframe and everything else. So the step, I think this is five, I'm just trying to count. Yeah, five is the offering of value, the value proposition, whether it's um, what you're going to do for them or doing something for them first to then build the goodwill to win all the business of what you can do for them later on. All right, so that's step five. Then you've got step six, which is the bit that most people are scared about. And that is, you've got to close the sale. You've got to, as Brian Tracy would say, ask for the money. Now, if you just take from this video that there's a stage where you've got to ask for the money and close the sale and, you know, ask the, if we could get all of XYZ done, would you be prepared to commit and pay the money, buy the product, service, If you just did that more, you're going to get more sales. But of course, if you do that too early, it's a bit like going on a date, walk in, the drinks on the bar, the the date's there, you're a bit nervous and you just move the drinks over and say, I don't want to do the drinking part. Let's just get straight to sex or marriage, which would be even more scary. So there's a time and a place for that. It's, It's stage six, not stage one or two. So getting better at sales isn't just asking for money over and over. That's attritional. And um, sometimes, you know, push, 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 hard work, hustle, grind. Sometimes all that does is push everyone away. And I remember in the early days when I was learning from Richard Denny in his book, Selling to Win, and I was learning from Kerry Johnson, you know, I was trying to get over a fear of selling. And I just, I just didn't ever want to ask for money. And I kind of went too far by just like kind of ask for money too much, too soon, too hard, too frequently, chase too much. And in the end, people were just like, stop stalking me. And they put like an order out on me. So that's step six. Never leave it vague. Always make it really clear. Confirm what the product service offer is, the guarantee, the risk reversal, the terms of service. Ask for the money, ask for the payment terms. Give a deadline of when the payment's supposed to be made. Be clear on what the payment terms are and the payment method is 
and you know how they pay, very clear and specific on all of that because that exudes some confidence as well. Because if you're very vague on that, that might be you're not very confident at asking for money. And if you're not confident at asking for money, people won't just think you're not confident at asking for money. They might think, well, something's not quite, there's a, there's a lack of integrity in your product or service or solution. So the more confidently you ask for the money and the more clear you are asking for the money, the more volition you have that must therefore mean you've got a volition in your product or service, people will pick up on that and they'll have more confidence in you. So, you know, this is a very holistic thing. You know, people are reading you all, all the time. Science has shown that whatever you're thinking and feeling comes out of your body in, I believe it's pheromones, and people can sense that. So, you know, you want to be, uh, so the more clear you are on your value proposition, your USP, your uniqueness, you know, the quality of your product, the good testimonials you've got, how they do really solve, what the problems really are for your clients, customers, fans, followers, the more clear you are on that, the more that will literally come out of your body and people will sense that and more people will buy. So that's stage six, it's the close. Then you've got to deliver. Now, there are plenty of people who have got a really good product and service and are kind of crap at selling and don't follow the process I've just given you. But there are plenty of people who are really good at steps one to six, but do not provide value. Now, everything around the sustainability of your business is reliant on this step seven, which is to actually provide the service. Now, if you over deliver too much, there's going to be a high overhead compared to your price. And that's going to be unsustainable because you're going to be giving too much away for what you get. There's going to be an unfair exchange in favor of the customer who are then going to take control over you and going to demand to pay less and demand to get more. And then ultimately, your, you know, your overhead's going to increase, your profit margin's going to reduce, and you're not going to be able to sustain the business. On the other flip side, you, you create a great story and you, know, you talk a good game and then you don't deliver the service. The customer, the client, the fans are going to feel ripped off. They're going to demand um, more service, which is going to cost you more. They're going to demand some money back, which is going to reduce your overhead. They're going to go and tell 11 people how you know, your product service is you know, not worth it. You're going to have to reduce your prices. You're going to have to spend more money on PR and marketing to kind of you know, manage your reputation. Therefore, your margin is going to reduce. You're going to have an unsustainable business. So you need fair exchange in the, the value proposition. Now, I think that the, the um, sweet spot in the fair exchange is to, to offer more value than you charge for, but at a maintainable, sustainable margin. So, you know, if you do twice as much for what people charge, you're going to have too high an overhead. So maybe 10, 20% more or you create much more perceived value with high perceived value propositions and services to your client but they have a low overhead or margin to you which is why videos audios books audio books you know pdfs anything hosted online all of these additional value propositions or bonuses are great because they have low overhead to you so if you just you know they say don't they under promise over deliver but you know got to be careful not to be too extreme in either one of those because like i said your your sustained profit margin will be out of balance so that's how i see the ser- providing the service and then of course if you've just got the balance just in favor of pr- providing more value you'll have sustained business and you'll lead to number 8 which is you'll get referrals so people will refer people to you if you give a little bit more than you charge for if you have fair exchange If your products and services work and serve people and make things easier, faster, better for them, take problems off them, 
Now, if you do this amazingly well, you will get referrals. There'll be a constant stream. But it's being tested in, um, I read a, a great book called The Word of Mouth, Secrets of Word of Mouth Marketing. I forget the name of the author, but he said that good news will be shared four times and bad news will be shared 11 times. So, you know, you've got to be very careful about this. But if you do well, then that will be shared four times by an individual. You know, I'm not saying they're going to um, have a referral slip and a, a affiliate tracking code and everyone they speak to is going to come onto your website and buy your stuff. But if you've got something good that you've delivered for someone, they're going to share that four times. If you've got something bad, they're going to share it 11 times. So you know, you've got to be really careful about maintaining that, maintaining that balance just in the favour of you know, more value, slight under-promise, slight over-delivery. That being said, you need to ask for referrals to drive more referrals. So if you have a little diary entry, maybe every four weeks in your diary, recurring, set ad infinitum, look at me, big words for a P. Deborian, you know, recurs forever, and it says ask my customers for referrals. You know, so you're actually messaging your client or customer saying, how are you doing? How can I help you? Is there anything we're not doing well? What should we start, stop, keep? Always a great three-step model for getting feedback. And then either in the same message or after the reply say, we really want to help other people too. Is there anyone else you think could benefit from what we do? Now, if there's a problem, solve it first, because by the way, someone who you had a problem with and then you solved will probably end up being more evangelical and an even better referrer for your product, services and business than someone who just had a sort of a level good service. So I would say check in, make sure that you're asking and getting feedback that your products and services are great. And then almost immediately or once you've solved the problem, you ask for the referral. If you don't ask for the referral, you won't get the referral. Now, referrals are the lowest overhead marketing cost. They are the deepest spenders with the highest lifetime client value because there's social proof from their friends and people they trust. Whereas any other form of marketing that's paid for, you've got to build that trust in, in, with a lack of goodwill with people who don't know you. And, and ultimately, that goes on your overhead and that costs money. All right, great. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the disruptive entrepreneur in video and audio form on the eight stages of selling let me just remind you what they are because i know lots of people log into my videos not at the start so the eight stages of selling are greet introduce and make a good impact very quickly establish some rapport common interests things you you know that you share making people feel comfortable making people come out of themselves and talk about themselves and um, you know want to spend time with you reciprocity, liking, authority, credibility, identifying the need, what is the, the challenge, the problem, the, the service, the solution, the pain that someone has, and you establish that and you actually really do get deep enough to understand what it is and you don't get it wrong. Step four is to confirm that. You check yourself, you check with them, they restate, you restate, not in any kind of an obvious way, but you, know, you do that so that you've really got the, the defined need clearly established. You create the value proposition around that. You create a little bit more, more value than you're going to charge, but not too much so that you have an imbalance of overhead and uh, income. You then close. You're very clear on the proposition, how to pay, where to pay, when to pay, what the payment terms are, and you confidently ask for the money to show that you have volition in your product or your service. And then you provide and deliver the service and you deliver it, you know, a good percentage over what you promised, but not too much. So it costs you too much. So you can't sustain and scale it. And then you ask for the referral, get the feedback, you know, and ask for uh, continued sales from people they know, or you sell them your next product, which increases lifetime value. All right. This has been Rob Moore. I...
I am Rob Moore. <laughs> so if you're not subscribed to the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, which of course you are if you're listening, but if you're watching the Disruptive Entrepreneur on iTunes or Stitcher or Audio Boom, or, you know, or just Google it, Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. If you're not in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community, please join. Just search on Facebook, the Disruptive Entrepreneur community. And I've got a special offer running right now. Because we've got Business Lifestyle Summit coming up in the next, what, four to eight weeks. I've got at least five multimillionaires that are sharing the stage with me. I'm keynote speaking. I've got two amazing keynote speakers. One is an eight times world champion in his particular specialist field. Everybody in the world will know him. He was the biggest in the world um, for, what, about a decade. I'm really excited that he's going to be joining me as a keynote speaker. And basically, I'm going to help you grow your business and grow your lifestyle at the same time so you can make money, make a difference, and you can put uh, minimum sort of work time in for maximum leverage and return on income. So if you just share the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast on your Facebook profile or on your any of your social media, or if you review the Disruptive Entrepreneur on iTunes, just do one of those two things, I will give you two free tickets to Business Lifestyle Summit. Now, these are our, our local training academy in Peterborough, just outside London. So if you're one of the 140 global subscribers around the 140 countries in the world, this might not be for you. But if you're UK-based, this is definitely for you. We can take a maximum of 250 people per event. I think we've got two. So if I've got, what, just over 400,000 subscribers, and if that's 500 people, then you have to be quick. So... Share the Disruptive Entrepreneur in your Facebook community. Message me or private message me and tell me you've done it. Show me the screen. I'll put you in touch with my team. Review the Disruptive Entrepreneur if you're already a subscriber on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. And um, hey, we can be working together. You know, I really want to meet um, many more of you and help you grow your business, make money, make a difference. So thanks for being my subscriber. I really appreciate you. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.